welcome back to Spirituality Untapped. I'm Melody. And I'm Michelle. Welcome, Solis. We want to thank you for being a part of the sisterhood. You guys are the reason we created this space. And if you're new, welcome. You've found your sanctuary. This is where we finally get to be our weirdest, expanded, most authentic selves together. Yes, you're now a part of this radical mission of finally healing your past, unlocking your purpose, and really truly living as your highest self. And today we are talking about dun, 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 shadow work, work. <laughs> and I'm so ready. So let's unpack. So I feel like I have so many freaking things to say about this and I could go <laughs> deep, but I'm like, let's keep it a little light in the mm-hmm. beginning of this conversation. Yep. I want to know just what you've been up to lately. So, um, uh, lately, oh, not lately, but my intention for this year was to do like this magnificent transformation for myself as a form of self-intimacy because I am that coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so this weekend, I'm actually going to the eye doctor and I'm getting my eyeballs checked and getting contacts. This coming from a person that has fears of, you know, gouging out her own eyes <laughs> and leaving <laughs> shit in your eyes or your contacts rolling into the back of your head. I don't know. Do you have like one of those things where it's like some people have huge fears about touching their actual eyeball? Are you that kind of like I think that? I do, but I haven't like <laughs> gotten to the point where I actually want to touch my eyeball. But um, yeah, I definitely, I, I feel like as even though I love wearing my glasses. Yeah. I poke myself in the eyeball with my glasses already. So I'm like, what's wrong with my finger? <laughs> what's wrong with my finger? You're like, I poked myself enough. So like, this shouldn't be any much, any worse. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then I, yeah, yeah, it's just the fear of my eyes, you know, not opening because the contacts are just, Oh my God. There. I've had so many. Okay. I've been wearing contacts for like I don't know, a couple of years now. And okay. I don't feel like it's that much of a struggle okay. for sure. I was late too when like getting my glasses. I feel like there was like a decline in my eyesight, <laughs> like way later in life. Actually, I feel like people that have issues with their eyes, they do tend to have it at least within my little, like my mm-hmm. world, right. they have it like early on, like when they're kids or like mm-hmm. teen years, I yeah. got glasses when I was like, I think like 22 or so. But I remember I was so anti-glasses. I was like refusing to get them, which is so <laughs> bad. And I was like, no, I'm not going to be that person. And I was very like, I'll just, this sounds so stupid, but I was like, I'm just going to believe and I, my eyes won't get any worse, and, but there's no way. Right. But there right. was um, a point where I would be driving and like, it rains a lot in Washington. And I, whenever I would merge lanes, I couldn't see the lane. Like it was very difficult for, so I, oh, like, like at that point when I was like, I'm going to get into an accident. So I should probably get glasses at this point. But yeah, have you had glasses for a while? I had it ever since I was in middle school, but I thought that my vision was normal. I'm like, yeah, everybody's vision is really freaking hazy. And I have to squint to see the board at school. And then like one year, my mom and I ended up going to Thailand. And she's like, you are really blind because I, I think oh I God. almost like I tripped on my own two feet. I'm like, come on. So oh I ended up getting God. glasses. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. I can see. I can oh see. my God. Amazing. So you're getting contacts and you're, aren't you getting your hair done? Yes. So I love the idea of having purple hair. And I think mm. it's just because I'm an anime slash 
manga nerd and I just love having like different colored hair but I've never had the balls to actually dye my hair that color (laughs) oh my god do it (laughs) I'm just afraid like what if my hair falls out what if I become bald Oh my God. We got that age, those Asian strong locks. Like it's going to happen. I guess girl. (laughs) I, um, I've dyed my hair like since I was like 16, I think I had like these really like one blonde streak in my hair in like the fourth day. I thought it was so fucking cool. I know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We would have that. (laughs) Oh my God. That was lit. I thought it was so cool. Um, but yeah, no, I've like cut my hair a lot. I've dyed it myself and all of this stuff, but there's something really beautiful about just like changing your hair, obviously Mm -hmm. changing your look. You feel like an entire different person. So I'm excited for you. When are you getting it done soon? Um, I'm getting it done on the 27th and I've looked at the reviews. Like I was so like, I was like, what if she fucks up on my hair where this person messes up my head and I'm bald for all eternity. So I did my research and it looks absolutely amazing. And guys, I have really, really dark, dark hair. Mm -hmm. So my biggest fear is them having to bleach it to the point of no return. And my hair is already messed up. So (laughs) how worse could it get? (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm like, she's so beautiful. She like looks so cute with her thank glasses. You. She has really strong hair. Like, but we'll yes, see. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. <laughs> I know. Back to the glasses thing. I remember when I finally got my glasses and I put them on for the first time. It was here's the thing when you are looking at the world and it's super blurry Mm -hmm. and you just kind of get acclimated and used to it and you finally put glasses on for the first time I almost cried it was insane and the reason why I wanted to loop back to that is because that ties in perfectly with our I think our um, topic for today which talks a lot about just like feeling like you're so acclimated to your life Mm -hmm. but soon you realize like there's actually another vivid, beautiful way of living and your dream life is on the other side. So when we're talking about shadow work, it really is focused on almost putting these glasses on for the very first time and seeing your world in a completely new way. So I'm super excited to talk about that. But before we get into it. And we also just wanted to mention that High Self Accelerator is open for enrollment and we're fucking pumped for this round of HSA students. This is a program that we hold both obviously so near and dear to our hearts. Mm -hmm. This is our 90 day transformational program. And if you're somebody that really just loves self-development, exploring your spirituality, but your life isn't quite reflecting everything that you're (laughs) learning. I don't know if you feel this too, Melody, but it's like, you listen to every podcast, you listen Mm -hmm. to watch every YouTube video, but then you're like, why (laughs) am I still not exactly where I want to be yet? So we have looked into all of the nitty gritty. Melody is a perfect example of that. Listen to our previous episodes. You can hear more about everything that she's manifested Mm -hmm. or DM her directly. I know she would be happy to have that conversation with you. Um, But for me, I was just obsessed with learning about productivity, investing, like how can I envision my dream life? And I primarily wanted to travel, find a soul partner and really find my dream clients. And I have one sitting right in front of me. Melody like exceeded my expectations and now we're working together as you guys know. And fast forward to now, within the last eight months, not only have I traveled to about 10 different states within that short period of time, I've gotten engaged. I'm living in my dream condo Mm -hmm. and life just keeps getting 
better. So yes. if this is something that you guys want to learn more about, you want to more, learn more about self-intimacy and self-love with Melody. She rocks at that. You want to learn more about purpose and being your highest self book, your free, 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 free 30 minute clarity <laughs> call. The link is in the show notes and we're so excited to connect with you guys. Yes, we are. Yay. Well, on to the much more <clears throat> serious side of our oh yeah our, let's get our podcast. Okay. So <laughs> let's talk about what shadow work is and pretty much give you guys some examples that we've gone through. And if you guys don't know what the term is, Michelle is a pro at this. Again, she's been doing this a little bit longer than I have. So she's going to be taking the reins on this episode a little bit more than me, but I'm still here just, you know, in the corner. So take she's it away, my Michelle. Woman. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> So shadow work, there's so much. This is a huge school of knowledge, a big breath of work. And I want you guys to know, yes, I know a lot about it. We both have experienced this really deeply firsthand and the magic that's on the other side of looking at your shadow. But at the same time, there are so many different ways that you can approach this. So take everything with a grain of salt, make sure that you always try to find what actually works best for you. Now I'm going to give you kind of a short overview of all of this, just so you can start getting your feet wet into what this really is. So you guys might have heard various different frameworks. There's a psychological framework, neurological framework, more of like the spiritual aspect of it. And then a more forward thinking aspect, which is epigenetics, which I'll explain in a little bit. And it's something that was really heavily the underpinning of highest self accelerator, actually. So psychological framework, you'll probably hear a lot about things like do your inner child healing, like what does your inner child want? So if you hear that at all, that's more of the psychological aspect of it. Then there's a neurological framework. And I love this. This made me feel so empowered when you look at neuroscience and neuroplasticity and how malleable the brain is, you start to realize that the way that you are, isn't necessarily genetic. So if you are prone to getting headaches a lot, or, you know, you're prone to um, being more tired and you have all of these physical ailments that feel like they just run in, in your family, it's actually something that you can rewire in a lot of ways when you go deeper on the mind body connection. So what I want you to remember from that little snippet and that frame that I'm talking about is to remember this, what neurons that fire together, wire together. So when you're constantly doing the same behavior, right? You're always putting yourself in stressful situations. Of course, you're going to get a headache, but if you break that patterning and actually start being in healthy environments, you start being more cognizant of drinking more water or having healthier habits, you'll find that you weren't actually genetically prone to having these headaches, right? You could change that new neural pathway, create a new one and have a higher way of thinking about your life, living in a better way and just feel like um, more vitality and well-being overall. So do not let anybody tell you that you can't take matters into your own hands, even your own health. And then the other framework that I wanted to mention that a lot of you probably are really interested in is more of that spiritual aspect. Now, what I want to say about this is this is the absolute best time for you to be doing high self-accelerator work, meaning this is 
the luckiest time for us to be able to have spirituality and science in the same arena. Now, if you're unfamiliar with epigenetics, epigenetics is really this idea that your environment the things that you eat, the people that you spend time with, the education, the things that you consume online, all of these aspects and components in your reality is what creates your physical experience. This actually impacts your physical body. So again, we always think that we're in this fixed experience when that's not necessarily the case with epigenetics. It is now scientifically proven that if you visualize a new way of being, if you again, change your external environment in a really powerful way. So you have feedback loops that allow you to have more energy, um, more clarity, more motivation, then you can actually start changing your life. This is really, really exciting news. Now, what I want to mention about this is the work of Joe Dispenza, who really is a leader in epigenetics. And it's not necessarily on the forefront of the medical industry right now, because often in the medical industry, they're hyper-focused on, you know, big pharma, meaning we don't, they wait until the symptoms, headaches, chronic illness, tiredness to show up. And then they give you some kind of medication to satiate it instead of thinking about all of the preventative work that you can actually be doing before we even get to that spot. And that's where epigenetics actually comes into play. So with Joe Dispenza, I, one of the most profound interviews that I saw with him was on impact theory. So feel free to look that up. And we can actually link that in the show notes. Um, I'll help Melody do that a little bit later. But what I want you guys to remember is this anecdote that he had mentioned. And he said every single day, about 90 to 95% of people wake up the exact same way on the same side of the bed. You pee the same way at the same time every morning. You talk to the same people at work, have the same conversations, complain about the same things. You drive home on the exact same route every day. (laughs) And then you come home and you're exhausted just like you were yesterday, even though you had all of these plans in the morning that you were going to have an hour to do something that was artistic or something that was fueling for you, but you just didn't get to it again. (laughs) I want to raise my hand with that. And I'm sure Melody can test to this too, if you (laughs) as well, but the thing that got to me about this anecdote is I remember at my nine to five job, I was sitting down all day. I would be in the bathroom sitting down when I was eating. I was sitting down when I was driving, I was sitting down. (laughs) I was barely moving my body. And it was again, that routine that made me feel so fucking unfulfilled. So if you guys are feeling this at all, remember you are absolutely not alone here. And I want you to remember this now that you're actually gaining some awareness that you need to start looking at these things that are taking place in your life. So monotony, maybe you're just living for the weekend. Maybe you feel like you need to keep up with everybody on Instagram, or you have this more mentality. Like when you achieve your goals, there's like more that you have to do more that you have to achieve. It's never really enough. These are all signs that you have to do some shadow work, Mm -hmm. right? So 
as we move forward and I start to give you a little bit more of an idea of how to actually utilize this on a day-to-day basis, I would love to hear from Melody, if you'd like to, what was your life before like routine monotony and then post shadow work? How did that change your life? Yeah. So just like you said, Michelle, I was prior to shadow work, I was, you know, living my nine to five life. And Mm -hmm. as sad as that sounds, my life really quite literally lived around my job because that was my source of money. That was my source of status. That was my source of whatever Mm -hmm. the hell it needs to be. I literally worked, slept, ate, whatever my job, because that was really the only sense of purpose Mm -hmm. that I had. And it sucks because like you said, I woke up tired. I woke up angry most of the time because I didn't feel fulfilled. And for whatever reason, I was just doing it every single day, thinking that I'll something, something magical will change. Something abrupt will come mm-hmm. into my life and make this all go away. Hell no, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, there was a moment in my life where, I mean, my health scare really kicked my ass, but that was kind of like the bottom, like the bottom of the barrel. And I hope you guys never get to that point, but if you do take it as your sign. Uh, so, and I did, yes. I ended up doing so. And like, after I went through my health scare, of course I met you and I (laughs) took to doing shadow work so well, because deep down, I knew that all this shit was on me now, whether or not you guys believe it, uh, Michelle stated before in one of our videos that you have to take responsibility at some point in time in your life for all the decisions that you've made, all the routines that you put in place you still have a choice to follow that routine, whether or not you realize it. And if you're like, I'm not doing, I'm just doing it because it's my day to day, then that's your choice. You made that, you made that choice guys. So for me, I made that choice. How do you feel now, now that you've done all of it, how has your energy changed? Oh, it's dude. I have so much more energy. Like I, you and I talked about it yesterday, a little bit earlier today, but yesterday I was so drained and so exhausted, but I was happy to be drained and exhausted. So if you guys don't know, Michelle and I are, are, we're in business with each other and this podcast means a lot to us. And of course we're working on our program, Mm -hmm. but I'm happy to be exhausted. I'm happy to be tired, to be putting all my energy and effort into our business, into working with her and communicating with her. Not only that, but that's just half of my energy. That's just half guys that I'm allocating to my business, my time and to Michelle, but the other half I'm allocating to my personal life. But that means I still have enough energy to do everything Mm -hmm. for my, for my, for my husband, for my dogs and for my nine to five job. Like I'm excited to actually, you know, be tired. That's really weird to say, but I am. (laughs) Yeah. It's like this good exhaustion. You know how, like after a workout, when you're like so proud of yourself, (laughs) but you're fucking depleted, your quads hurt, like whatever. You're struggling to walk. (laughs) Yeah. You can't go on the toilet because you're like, literally your hammies are struggling. But that's what we mean is like this, like release of like, man, I had such a full ass day, but I'm so proud of the work that I'm doing. And what I really want to highlight with everything that Melody said was that you can actually have 
a way of life that doesn't actually deplete you. It fulfills you even yes. more. It's energy giving, not energy taking. Yes. This is a possibility. And we can only say this because we were exactly where you were like struggling, <laughs> not knowing Melody had health complications. I was in an abusive relationship mm-hmm. as you guys know, and we got on the other side of it and we are cruising. So it is so, so possible for you. And that is the main reason why you know, healing, self-healing, putting the power into your own hands is the first thing that we do Mm -hmm. in the highest self-accelerator. Because when you do take that level of responsibility, I think initially it's really scary because you're like, what do you mean? I have to take responsibility for my like (laughs) (laughs) boss, right? Like, like, what do you mean? He's like a dick to me. Or like, what do you mean? I have to take responsibility when my partner's the one that's belittling me all the time. It's like, all of a sudden you're like, okay, If I am choosing for whatever reason to be in this situation, this misaligned life, I actually still have the power of choice to create something different now. And that becomes really, really empowering. And that's exactly why we created HSA to support you and actually Mm -hmm. collapse time. So you can do this in 90 fucking days. It is very possible guys. I did it in 90 days and I love the fact that I put so much time and effort into it because for me, and I don't, if you're coming into HSA, I would just like to tell you that do with all your heart, because what do you Mm. got to lose? Like really, I, I was, I told myself, you know what? It can only get better from here. It's either like, this is kind of extreme, but I was like, it's do or die. And it was quite to that point for me. It was either do I die. It was either I stay in my Mm -hmm. shitty ass life or I could potentially have cancer and die. Mm -hmm. Or I take that effort and go into the unknown and try something new. Mm -hmm. And guys, I do not regret any of it. I regret nothing. And I'm sitting with you with Michelle talking about this. It's still freaking boggling to the fact that yeah. I'm here <laughs> doing all this because I never thought it was possible. But for me now, anything yeah. is absolutely possible, guys. You just yeah. have to take that shot at being happy and putting yourself first. And I, I think that's the biggest difference. I mean, I've had like a handful of students at this point and the students that really get that transformation and see it in such a short amount of time are the ones that are fully committed with their heart, mind, soul, spirit, the individuals that don't, and they're kind of like half-assing it a little bit, or maybe they're just not quite ready to go Mm -hmm. all in. They'll get, of course, they'll get some kind of transformation, but they'll look back and say, man, I wish I put, would have put more effort in. Mm -hmm. So I just want you guys to keep that in mind because it's not just with HSA, it's with your life. When you put your whole mind, body, soul into anything, it is inevitable for you to always win. Exactly. So, yeah. So we want to move on because I really want to get into the nitty gritty of shadow work and how obviously we give you kind of this grand scheme of things in terms Mm -hmm. of the introduction, but I would love to start going into impactful methods that we have utilized. So you can start either learning about them or actually implementing them in your own life. I don't, Mm -hmm. did you have some examples too? Yeah. Um, one of them was actually doing a video diary and many people are like, why do a video diary? Right. Why not just write it down? Because it's completely different when you see yourself on your phone, talking to yourself about what the hell just happened. Writing is great guys. It's a great step, but it's so different when you hear yourself stating all the truths that you've been hiding from yourself and actually hearing them come out and seeing it come out of your mouth. 
Mm-hmm. That is completely different. And it was one of the things that I learned from HSA because I didn't know what to do for myself. And the best way to actually, you know, impact me in a way that was pushing me towards the positive was to see my answers come to life, like really come to life and living in this embodied form, which happened to be me. (laughs) And it was great. I mean, I cried like a freaking child, but that's the work that we were focusing on was my inner child because a lot of my shit really came from there. And Mm -hmm. I had to learn to accept the fact that it happened Mm -hmm. and that I had to be able to be okay with what happened and not allowing it to control my life. And some of you might think like, well, it's not fair. How do, how come I have to let it go? Even though I wasn't the cause of it. That's fine guys. Like I understand that feeling because I blamed a lot of people from my childhood. Like Mm -hmm, I was like, mm -hmm. I blame you for being an asshole. I blame you for teasing me. I blame you for setting up such an unbelievable standard, but guess what? I chose to fall into those things. Yeah. So let me preface this a little bit more because what she's speaking is like so powerful. I literally have (laughs) chills because I'm thinking back to all of Melody's video logs and they were so, I cried every (laughs) single one and the support in the community. I remember when she was posting them, everyone is like, thank you for your authenticity and sharing so much. And what were more specifically, just so you can get a visual of what this exercise actually was in the beginning of HSA, when we do inner child work, what I essentially have all of the students do is they at least pick one experience. Let's say you were bullied when you were a kid. What we end up doing is have you really go through a visualization exercise of you thinking back to that experience, feeling all of your feelings in a really just like safe way. So we give you a little bit more context of how to do that and how to support yourself in that. But the, the step that she's talking about that really closed the loop so that she can actually heal from it release herself from it, not feel like she's being tied to her past anymore is doing these video logs where she got to talk out loud and she posted it in our community, (laughs) right? All of the girls do, all the women do. And there's something really powerful about that because you're talking at talking about it out loud. You're talking about the lessons that you learn from it. And Mm -hmm. there's people that actually witness you in there, witness your own healing and get to support you. Mm -hmm. It is that's, that's the transformation that we're really trying to give you. And this is as early as like the third, third week. I I think think it was, yeah, the third week, the third week, it was powerful guys. And I just wanted to put a side note that you aren't complaining. This isn't about you complaining. If that's Mm -hmm, what your mm -hmm. fear is, it's not, it's you verbally giving yourself permission to let this go. And that is extremely powerful, especially after that visualization practice. It's so strong have a question for you too. Um, were you one, were you scared to do it? And then how did you get beyond the fear <laughs> to actually do the exercise? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was definitely afraid to do it because I was like, I have to record and let everyone know my dirty <laughs> little secrets because like for me, I, um, you'll learn about this a little bit later, but I have this fear of people knowing who I really am. Like I enjoy Ooh, girl, me too. Honey. I, I was like, I have to be perfect in the eyes of society. I cannot, you know, whatever, whatever your image is. But I didn't like the idea that someone would know that I went through all these struggles and these pains because, you know, that shouldn't happen to a normal person, right? Mm. Well, we're not normal. We're extra beautiful and uh, extraordinary people. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. It's literally (laughs) just these 
five beautiful women that I'm with and my lovely coach. And I'm like, the worst thing they can say to me is it's okay. That's it. That was literally my thought is the worst thing they could tell me is it's okay. You got this. Yeah. Because for me in HSA, I knew it was safe. I knew that mm-hmm. anything that happened inside of HSA would not be leaked out to the world. And even right. if it was, it's me- little old melody, like what's going to happen, you know? So I, I let it loose and I cried like, yeah, I cried guys. I cried every single time I tried to record this video. I was like, fuck it. You're going to see some nasty ass bogeys <laughs> and tears. Let's go. And that was great. It was great. <laughs> I know it's funny because toward the end, she would just like hop on there and it was so routine for her. And she started to find her voice. She became more eloquent. It was everything. It was such a beautiful transformation to watch. And that fuck it mentality I'm telling you right now is the thing. It's the secret sauce that will actually get you to get all of the experience that you're looking for within HSA or within your journey at all. So take that as just this token that you can kind of start implementing in your own life right now. Exactly. So practical ways to use shadow work. Obviously that is a big feat. right? (laughs) And I want you guys to all remember, like, I think Melody can attest to this as well, but when you tell somebody your deep, dark secrets that actually aren't very integrated or they're kind of working on their own stuff, or they're not interested in spirituality and self-development and Mm -hmm. you share that with them, we've all been there where they can't hold the capacity. They're like, just toughen up or they start talking about themselves. (laughs) (laughs) That, um, that is something that you don't have to experience in HSA because we're all there for the exact same reason. So I really want you guys to start seeing value in community Mm -hmm. and making sure that you're only sharing with like-minded people when you're in the beginning stages, when you're down the road, you can talk to anybody about anything. You'll be that strong and in your self-worth, but in the beginning, be hyper aware and be vigilant about who you share all of this stuff with because yes. it can only really traumatize you and you'll end up having to do more shadow work there. Cheers. So, <laughs> yeah. So easy ways to start implementing shadow work. If you don't want to do the videos and blah, blah, blah. Cause that's something that you can do on your own. I want you to just do something as simple as, okay, what emotions have I been feeling lately? And for myself, something that I've been working a lot with is <laughs> my anger. <laughs> And I don't identify as somebody that's like an angry, mean person. <laughs> I mean, I have, I've had my times. <laughs> I think we but, all have like an angry mean sure. person. It's just, yeah. Who's willing to push that button, you know? Yes, exactly. And for me, like, I think I was, I was a very bitchy <laughs> when I was like younger, like in my teen years, I think we all have that. I was like really malicious and deceiving and that's maybe another podcast, <laughs> but I started to get into more spirituality and all of that. And I felt like I had to be, you know, this super kind, compassionate person that never could offend anybody. I all of a sudden started taking my perfectionism into like the spiritual space. And it wasn't really that useful for me because all of a sudden I had to be perfect all over again, just in a different environment in spirituality. 
So I started to learn within the last few years, and especially now that every emotion is valid. And if I want to look at my anger, one, I'm totally allowed to fucking feel it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I get to feel it as long as I'm not harming other individuals. Right. So that might be a conversation with Melody telling her how angry I'm about, you know, a a memory I have about my parents, right. Or talking to my partner or journaling it out. So what I want you to take from this is to choose an emotion, sadness, anger, confusion, whatever. And then I want you to personify it. I want you to give it a name, maybe anger for me is name. Um, what's like, give me a, like a mean name. <laughs> I can't think of a mean name. I don't right want to say a mean name oh. because what if so, what if I choose a name? They're like, I'm not mean. Like, you I know, know. Like, like Karen, I'm like, let's, let's okay. name, let's name, just, let's do the color. Red. I was going to say call the color red. Yeah. Okay. I would say okay. red. Damn, I actually said a name. I was like Angelica because like Angelica Pickles <laughs> from the Rugrats. Okay, whatever, whatever. It was evil. She was a little evil. Okay, so we'll say red. So I'll be like red. So you're personifying it. And this could be in a journal. So you could literally say red says, and then I respond back, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to talk to red and say, why are you so angry? The next piece is what you want to ask is, what do you actually need from me? And a lot of the times that personified emotion, so red in this case, needs safety. It needs to be seen. Mm -hmm. It needs extra love and attention. And then you actually give red or the emotion anger what it needs. So you actually have this like really beautiful relationship with that part of you. And this is called parts work. If you guys, if I didn't mention that before, but, and there's a lot of different ways to do this, but once you start doing this practice, let's say once a week, Mm -hmm. all of those pieces will start integrating more and more. And you'll have a better understanding of why you might be angry, why you're having these patternings of being sad or anxious, right? So just start implementing it piece by piece, and you'll be able to see your world change completely. Yeah. And then the last piece that we really wanted to talk about, and I'm going to let Melody speak to this a little bit is really creating balance in your life after unearthing all of these things. Cause what I've seen before with a lot of people, and especially with YouTubers, podcasters, people that, you know, are coaches or whoever influencers, they say like, do the shadow work, do this exercise, da, da, da. But they don't really speak to the integration because if you unearth all of these things and you don't have professional support, if you don't have like family members or friends that can actually help you integrate later, you're only again, potentially re-traumatizing yourself. So I want you to all be very careful when you start dabbling in all of this. So I would, yeah, go ahead and take it away, Mel. Yeah. No. Um, so what Michelle says is very true. Like if you're going to do, if you're going to, like, it's like picking a scab. If you're going to pick the scab, you better have like a, you better have alcohol, cotton swab and a bandaid. No bandaid. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You need your bandaid because why the hell would you leave it, you know, alone to become infected, whatever. So when you do the shadow work and when you unearth all of these things about yourself, the best thing for you to do is really understand that you have to really move forward with what you know. Mm -hmm. I say that with such a heavy heart because no matter what, there are going to be instances from the past that might trigger you in the present. For instance, Mm -hmm. like Michelle, I have a mean streak, but this mean streak only comes out if you 
poke fun at my work. Like I'm a big perfectionist. <gasps> like I, I love the quality of my work. And if you tell me my work is shit and you don't give me a reason why, I'm going to, I see red. <laughs> and I learned the reason why that happens is because for me, when I was growing up, perfect was never enough. Perfect wasn't perfect. Perfect was just bare minimum. Yes. So whenever, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. whenever, like, even though like in the eyes of others, I was like, it was perfect. But in the eyes of my family, I could have done, I could have done more. I could have tripped yeah. the other girl. I could have killed somebody to get first place. <laughs> but, and then from, because of that particular, like, because of that instillment in me, I didn't mm-hmm. know the, I didn't know how to express that. And the only way it came out was to fight or was to be mean or angry to somebody else who was deemed perfect. Yeah. I and- love that you're still working with it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And now like, it's not as bad. Like I don't like, I don't see red and I don't, you know, try to attack somebody, but I'm just like, okay, cool. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. I may sound like really angry or gruff, but honestly it's better than me, you know, throwing something at your face. So (laughs) I'm I'm doing really well, (laughs) but it's a process. (laughs) It's a process. But I also learned that I have to be extremely gentle with myself, guys. There's no point for me to be hard or difficult on myself because I've already seen how that works from my family's point of view tough love ain't gonna make you tougher tough love just makes you a trigger happy little crap <laughs> which is me <laughs> like <laughs> give me a bowl <laughs> give me a give me something Seriously. to throw at you and again I'm, I'm laughing at this now guys because it's funny to me that I was so angry based on yeah. someone else's opinion and mm. thoughts of me yes they were in my family but guess what my family isn't going to live my life they're not going to be there when they're dead <laughs> they're not going to mm-hmm. be there like living my life for me when they're gone out of this world it's mean to say but it's also very true guys like my parents yeah. god bless them knock on whether they're not leaving me anytime soon but they're not going to live my life for me and mm-hmm. i'm the one that suffers the repercussions of my anger of my of my of my bad mouth of whatever the hell my actions mm-hmm. are i'm the one that suffers the most yeah especially That's if it's coming. Beautiful. Yeah. Especially if it's coming from a place of, of just plain old jealousy, rage and uncontrollable, whatever emotions. So. Yeah. I love I, that so much. Yeah. With the words that are really coming up right now, as you're speaking is the word ownership, mm-hmm. responsibility, and strength. You can hear the fire behind what she's <laughs> saying, and she's so unapologetic about it. And I think that's where the spiritual community, I think falls short a little bit. It's like, you're not allowed to be angry. You're not allowed to have this rage. You're not allowed. (laughs) Right. It it feels like that. And of course there's going to be, you know, spaces where that's not necessarily true, but I really want you guys to hear and see and feel the fact that she's like, Hey, I'm still working on these things. I get better at it every single day. Mm -hmm. I'm very aware of the origin stories of all of these experiences. And I get to be messy. I get to Mm -hmm. be strong. I get to continue to work on it. And other times I don't need to look at it at all. And I can just move on with my life you are in the driver's seat. Exactly. And if you guys like need an example, it's like when you first ride a bike, it Mm -hmm. literally is that sometimes you'll be able to, you know, ride a couple of inches before you fall off and great. You know, then what, what, what do you do? You get back on and you keep going, you keep going until you're able to ride as far as you can. Yeah. And I don't know where I am right now, but I'm still writing guys. Like I still am working on myself. It's not a one-stop shop. You have to keep going just because you do the work. Doesn't mean that it ends there. It keeps Mm -hmm. going, especially going. 
Yeah. yeah especially if you want to be better. a badass. Yeah. It gets better. But to be that badass self that you've been dreaming about, that badass doesn't stop. You keep growing, you keep learning, and you keep building on who you want to be. Yeah. I love that. I think that's a beautiful note to end on. And if there's anything I think that I want you guys to take away other than potentially dabbing into dabbling into parts work or shadow work or what have you just remember the mantra, keep going. There's been so many times where I just didn't know where to go. I was very unclear, but just nudging myself gently to just keep going is the most powerful thing that you can do. Yep. So I wanted to thank all of you guys. Both of us did on hanging out with us today. We hope that this really served you and thank you so much for sharing these podcasts with your friends. I know that you guys have been really enjoying discussing this together and making it a point of topic. Be sure that if you haven't done that already, um, to circulate it, people can learn so much from this. And if you guys want, and you feel called to please add us on Instagram and start a conversation with us on there. Our handles are in the show notes. And again, we hope you enjoyed this one. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. We'll see you next time. And remember this, you can be anything because you are absolutely everything. Thank you guys.